Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. All right, Mo. All right. We are having a lot of family meetings here. Well, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. Why you keep singing? You well, you didn't. I was like, you didn't even just comment on my lovely riff. Um, yeah, it was fine, but you're always doing that. Like it's not like ooh riffs out of nowhere. Ooh, not I'm all, not. It was fine. That's not what you want to hear when you fucking sing, bitch. Well, then do better, bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's hear you fucking riff. <laughs> I'm not out here begging for compliments either. Uh, okay, we'll do it. Let, let's just, let's just hear it. I I don't feel like riffing. I'm not out here being like. Pay attention to my ribs. Okay, so we want to talk about the the Breakfast Club interview with Flame Monroe. Yes, girl. I cannot. But we also want to answer our Reddit questions. Which one do we want to do first? I think we should do questions at the end. We should get to the meat and then we'll talk about the questions at the end. interview was crazy girl it well i heard about it because i was scrolling through my insta grizzle and i stumbled upon t.s madison's instagram and she had flame as her guest on her queen supreme court thingy yeah and then it had like a lot of views and stuff i was like oh what is this about and it was t.s madison basically telling her like girl what you did on there like i understand you talking for yourself but, like, basically saying, like, how dangerous what she said was for the community. Was she like, bitch, you don't speak for me? Or was she basically, like, was, yeah. he, was, was, was Maddie, like, agreeing with her? No, no, Maddie was saying, you don't speak for me. She was like, she was like, I don't know how you, she's like, I, it's clear, like, how you let other people, other people talk, like, talk about you and call you. But she was like, I don't want nobody calling me no man, no nigga. She was like, that's not who I am. I, she's like, my pronouns are he, she, her. And Flame was, like, trying to, like, be like, no, but... Up all, all up under that, you still a man though. And Maddie was like, "No, the hell I'm not." Wait, so so wait, Maddie uses. He, did you say he, she, her? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, sh- uh she, her. What, the, yeah, female. Um, um, feminine pronouns. Yeah, feminine pronouns. Yeah, sorry. She, her, hers. Yeah, she, her, hers. Sorry. Yeah. Canceled. You canceled. No. <laughs> oh God. My name's canceled. And Maddie was you, like, you, Those money, are- you just got on uncanceled. Please don't go back. Please." Please let our podcast have a life. Get your show canceled first before you get our podcast canceled. Um, Bob, you bitch, you've been canceled many a time before. Here you are. Not, bitch, not as uh, frequently as you know. Fre- frequent canceled miles. <laughs> Just because you give yourself... You are a diamond little, canceled, bitch. You be giving yourself a little vacation between your cancellations. <laughs> No, okay, so I was I just listened to the whole interview again. Me too. I realized online I saw like a little chunk of it. This is insane okay first of all flame identifies as a black man a trans woman a father and a drag queen yeah which by the way is her prerogative i don't see anything wrong with identifying because a lot of people who identify as non-binary honestly this sounds like someone who is non-binary right but is not is but is not used to that language that verbiage yeah well, first of all, before we even talk about that, can we talk about this human hair short moment she had? Oh, did you like her hair? Yeah, it was. It was. First of all, it was moving. You can tell she was human. It was moving. Like every time, bitch. She, she if 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 she had like a big thought, her hair started moving. 
I was like, I mean, to be honest, I was I I started looking at it and then I just started like um, taking notes, but like listen to it like a podcast. So to be fair, I was not watching it the whole time. I was just listening to it and taking notes about it. I thought, but it was from cute. what I remember seeing, her hair was cute. I think Flame. Okay, let me tell you how I found out about Flame. I, I, I was just gonna say I, we, we should talk about how we know Flame Monroe. Okay, so I know about Flame because I used to watch those Miss Continental competitions and Miss she did and, Miss and, Continental. And Flame, yeah, Flame used to do Miss Continental, oh. and there was this video of her. She was wearing this coat, and she opened up the coat, and the I remember the inside of her coat matched her gown. And I just thought it was so cool, and she had this really, like, she was smiling, like, really big. And in that moment, I was like, oh, my God. And then the name comes up, and I said, Flame Monroe. I said, I just like her personality. Let right. me look her up. So then I started looking her up. Then I found out she did stand-up. And I found some clips of her doing stand-up, like, somewhere in Harlem a long time ago. Word. And then I just started following, like, her career from there. I followed her on um, Instagram. This is before I was on Drag Race. Followed her on Instagram. I, I like, wrote her. I was like, you're really funny. And she is. She's very funny. She She's is. She's very, very she funny. Is, I think she is very funny, too. And I'm, then oh, there and and then there was that sizzle reel, right? That's online. where I know her from. Yeah, about her reality show that never got picked up. Yeah, which I honestly, I think it was just too before its time. I don't think society was. I don't think the world was ready for that kind of content. But that's where I know her from. I was just. I remember it was back in the Dizay. I want to say maybe two thousand. I saw it maybe like two thousand thirteen, fourteen ish, something like that. I remember it came up and I was like. And it's basically it was like a sizzle reel they did about her life, like how like how she like how she was a cisgender man who became trans. Then she then she had kids and she went back to identify to. She to went be, back to being a man. Yeah, literally, um, she went back to being a man. But, and then she, yeah. she transitioned again, and it was just like her navigating all of that, plus having kids, plus living in suburbia. Plus, still doing drag at nights. Plus, walking around with like huge titties. Yeah, and, like I mean, I very... was really into this. I was really into this like oh, trailer they made for this it show. But so the only good. thing that I did not like about it was it got really Christian. She I was know, like, "I'm a father. I'm a. I don't. I'm a father. I'm a drag queen, and but I'm a Christian." And I was like, "I'm out. I'm out." Bob, you I, cannot be so upset about people having religion. Like you just have. You I'm not upset. I'm just. I, I'm not upset. I just didn't want to watch it. I was like, "This is my stop." Thank you. You know what I mean? I don't think there's anything wrong with me not wanting to watch that. But so you, so you would not watch something that you're so interested to, something you're so interested in, something that speaks to like the community that you're part of because of this one little facet. Every show that I you lost watch, interest. You like, I didn't. I didn't want to be preached to on this show. I didn't want to have at the very end a message of um, come to my church. So, every, so it so, just. I lost. I don't know. I never saw the show. I know at the end of this trailer. I felt like it was a church message, and I lost interest because I'm not interested in that. So every show so you it, watch, you like 100% of the show? No, but if there's something that I ad- adamantly don't like, that's something I don't like. Like, if I watch a show and at the end, they're like, by the way, faggots are all scum, I'm not, I'm not going to be interested in that show. <laughs> Which is what Christianity is to me. Anyway. Um, Wait, that is a different podcast. Um, so I'm looking at, girl, these notes I have are insane. I know. She, well, yeah. can, I wrote down some of the, some of the inflammatory things that she said. Well, what can we, can, can we go in order? Cause I did mine cause I am an organized person and I, t- I put mine are in order too. Are, while you are talk they really? Yes. Yeah. No, you think I listened to it skipping around? <laughs> well, I thought, first of all, off the bat, I thought it was really endear, like something about seeing these two, because we know, first of all, if, if anyone doesn't know, um, The Breakfast Club is a radio show um, with uh, DJ Envy. And it's a Lee, black radio show. A black radio show, which has been going from, it started out at Power 105. I don't think it's still at Power 105, is it? Probably not. I don't even, girl, I don't know. I just know it from the internet. Oh, I know it from back in the, like, when I used to, like, when I used to be, like, being be, be picked up from school and stuff sometimes, it would be, like, my mom would listen to it on the radio. Um, and it started out about Power 105 with uh, uh, DJ Envy, Angelique, and the very, 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 very problematic Charlamagne the God. He's like the, the black Howard Stern. Yeah, he's like he like he's known for saying inflammatory comments. He's known for being uh for, for for saying very transphobic things. But he uses the guise of I'm just speaking my mind and speaking truth. Uh, but it's uh, his stuff all, always sounds a little not a little very problematic. And but I will say at the beginning, her giving them the fans and watching them crack the fans. Something about seeing these very 
these very uh 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 heteros, uh, very butchy straight guys, yeah, straight dudes, cracking drag fans. It it it. I was like, this is America. Yeah, it, it, it Yeah, I mean, there was nothing wrong with that. I actually, I actually even was um, intrigued by her, um, her pronouns that she chose. Yeah, she, we, which is honestly that for me that just screams non-binary, non-gender conforming. I mean, I can't, I can't say that she's non-gender conforming because that's her business. But the, I mean, the woman is non-gender conforming. She says she's a a black man, a trans woman, a father, a drag queen, and she uses she pronouns. That is non-gender conforming as they come. And she's and she also identifies as a lesbian. Did she say she was a lesbian? Yeah, I, she, yeah. I, I know she said she likes lesbians. No, no, she said that she said identify as a lesbian. I wrote that down. She also kept referring to trans men as lesbians, which I thought was very problematic. What? No, she didn't. She kept saying that she likes um, women who present as men. It's like how she keeps calling herself a, a, a man. I feel like I'm, I, she did not explicitly say that, but what it sounded like was based off the way she describes herself as a man, it sounds like she was implying that trans men are just no, lesbians. No, I think she's. I think what she's what she's saying is like ag or butch women. Yeah, like 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 very ag lesbians. I think that what's that, ag? Ag is aggressive. Like you know, oh like, is that? Is, know, oh, oh yeah, girl, like, New York City. When I when when I used to go up in um Escolitas when I was fucking 12, 13 years old, singing to the club, like the ags and the and like the and like the femme lesbians, like ags are like, you know, like 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 Sean was saying, Cleo from Set It Off, like that's like an ag lesbian. Okay, got it. Well, maybe I I, I must have heard that wrong. Yeah. Um, but but she said uh, my my pronouns are he, she, we. we. He cast the check, she get the money, and we spend it. <laughs> I cannot. Which was honestly kind of funny. Um. And but also she was flip flopping. At one point says she only sleeps with women, and then the next point she's talking about her like how she does sleep with guys. No, 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 special... no. She said, she, she, she said that she did. She's just saying that she's had a lot of experiences. Like back in the day, she she, she was she, well. Charlemagne pointed out too. Charlemagne was like, "You said you only sleep with women. I mean, you only sleep with the vaginas." And then she was like, "But she never said like now." And they were like, "Do you sleep with women?" And she was like, "Exclusively." Yeah. But maybe she means exclusively now. I don't know. That's that's also her fucking business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What I, I was also. What I mean. What else did you write down? I mean, I, I wrote. Was, I was. I was intrigued. Ahead. I was intrigued by her. Um, keep on using the word tranny, which I think is a very, like, okay. So I watched um, obviously Tales of the City because um, I had a really good friend in it. Um, her name is Trace Lissette. And um, work. work was Trace the set in Tales of the City? She's not. Um, oh, I, I was Tales like, of, I was. I watched Tales of the City, and in Tales of the City, there's a very good episode where you see the two, the younger queer dude and the older gay guy. So, like, Can I tell you that older gay guy was in Angels in America with me, and you met him? Did I? Yes, his name is Steven Spinella. He was in Angels in America with me, and you met him in the dressing room at Berkeley. I don't think I don't think that's right, but I'll believe. I'm you. telling you, Monet, you met the entire cast, and I'm telling you, I was in Angels in America, um, and I was also in Tales of the City, so I think I know better than you. <laughs> well, I thought it was a very interesting conversation because you know, uh, you know, recently, not recently, a couple of years ago, like the word tranny came, you know, uh, 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 trans trans people like we don't want people to use that word, so as queer folks stop using it. But in that episode, it was so interesting to see the young queer perspective, a dude's perspective of why the word is problematic, and the older gay guy saying why it's not. So I think it was a really interesting perspective. But to see her use it so, but but to be fair, a lot of my trans friends use the word. But again, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, it's theirs to use. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't. I didn't have any problem with her saying tranny. It is her, in my opinion, it's her right. I mean, it's everyone's right to say it, but it's uh, for me a lot less problematic when she says it because she right. identifies as a trans woman, um, and and I have a lot of trans friends who use that word all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I use the word faggot all the time. I use the n word all the time. So honestly, that that was not. Which, I also I did write you, down. I, I wish you would stop saying the n word. It's very nigga. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> um, oh I was also God. intrigued by the fact that um, she has full custody of all three of her children. I know. Like, what do you think that is about? I think that she's probably a really good parent. I think that she uh, cares about her, her kids, and maybe she has some problematic ass uh, baby mamas. Well, who can't them, take care of their kids? Two of them are sixteen, and 
Uh, and they, uh, and they were born seven months apart. So Flame was, uh, dicking down two separate people at the same, like, basically the same time, and they both got pregnant. Two different AG lesbians, apparently. uh, And they both had kids, so it's, it's such, it's such an interest, like, I would watch it. I I want her show to, like, have a thing. I'm so intrigued by her. She might get the show now, because she's getting a lot of press after, uh, I mean, did you watch her, uh, They Ready? Yeah, I watched her special. Um, I thought it was funny. I I think her other clips on YouTube are funnier, but I thought it was a I, I thought it was a funny special. Um, so what did you think? I, I was also intrigued by the fact that she that she like essentially assimilates to make her lives child's to make the lives of her children easier. Which I think honestly, I think not all parents do that, but I think it's it's like a parental thing to like want your kids to have an easier experience, and you don't want. You you don't want your experience to affect your kids. Yeah, I mean she 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 presents as male mm-hmm. when she goes to the kids' school. The kids school she blah, 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 blah. she presents male around the house, except she doesn't cover her breasts. But at school, she wears big baggy shirts and hunches forward to hide her breasts, which are humongous. They're I mean they're huge. Almost just weird. I just get so cringed out when someone asks a trans person about their genitals. It's just. I get that you're curious, but it just seems like such an inappropriate question to ask someone. Now, someone like Flame, who's obviously not bothered by it, maybe they just read the temperature of the room and were like, well, she doesn't seem to mind it. But it was interesting because, like, they kept all referring to her as a man, but they kept all using she, her, hers pronouns the whole time, which, in my opinion, goes to show that gender is a social construct. They were looking at a woman with hair and breasts, so they kept saying she, her. Yeah. Because well, think, because yeah. there is a social construct around gender. Right. Well, I also think that it's... Be, well, no, they kept on they kept on using female pronouns, but they just kept on calling her a nigga. Which, if... Yeah, they if, did, if well, for, for they, white people I think they called confused, her a nigga because she gave them carte blanche to do that oh, like no, absolutely. But I'm saying, for, but for all the white people can, who, who, who may not know this, in the black community, yes, they call black men and black women and, and whatever niggas, but... As a as a colloquialism, we call, like calling someone a nigga is very masculine. Would you? Yeah, you calling you, them a man. Yeah, yeah. For white people who don't know, yeah. Um, and also because that's what because she started a conversation. Now she goes because whatever blah, blah blah. You see, I'm still. Her quote was, "I'm still a real nigga up under this wig." <clears throat> so that's when they started. That's when they adopted that language because she gave them the right to do so. Can I tell you when she really lost me? What? Oh, God, I think I know what you're gonna say. Ain't no women with, with penises. penises. I was like, I was oh, like, all right, I have to, I have to check out the conversation. This. Like, I was like, Girl. that is when I was like, okay, you don't Damn. get, you can, say, you can say all day long that you're not a woman, right? But you can't. It's like T.S. Madden said, but you can't say that about other people, right? Right? Yeah. This is this is a part of the interview of the interview that really pisses me off because I'm like. You're giving, like, you know, it's lots of black folk that listen to this and urban folk that listen to this. You're giving them even, all these motherfuckers that be commenting up in the shade room, you're giving them, um, you're telling them that they can refer, that you are telling them that trans women who have male genitalia are not women. And then it was, I started reading the comments and it was just all like, finally, you see, a trans person you who speaks the, the truth. Finally, someone Ugh. who's from the LGTB community who's not crazy. I was like, oh girl, my God. no. Um, but I just found that that was that was probably the most upsetting part of the whole entire yeah. interview. Agreed. And this Agreed. is what, honestly why I lean more toward. If you want an extreme trans woman who is like so black, but also not PC, but also like on the right side of everything, for Ooh. me is T.S. Madison. T.S. Madison, Because yeah. she is, in my opinion, she is... She has the energy of Flame Monroe. Uh-huh. She's not a comedian, so she's not as funny like off the cusp. But she has the energy of Flame Monroe. But she just seems to be more in tune with what um, makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm having her as, as a guest on my on my show this week. Work. Tell us a hey. I will. Um, and um, she's also saying that, that that that's why she won't get like general gender gender reassignment surgery because she was like. Because because it because she was like I will she said I will never be a woman because it's not gonna bleed. 
Like, yeah, having a period doesn't make you a woman. There are mm. there are there are cisgender women who don't have periods. Exactly. Even. Yeah, girl, she's um, wild. But that's some old that's some old ass black people shit. You know what I'm talking shit. about? Of course. That's some old ass black folks. You ain't bleeding, you ain't a woman. It's like <laughs> shut all right, Rufus. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Not> um <Rufus. laughs> and, I don't like what she said. If you force feed anything on anyone, you make them hate it. Okay, it's not my job to uh, ease you into liking me. Yeah, I agree with that. When she was saying that, I will say a little bit of that that kind of spoke to me was that I was like, you know what? I was like, in the same token, I was like, it's not my, it's not the burden of trans people and queer people to make straight people, straight people accept us. They should have the fucking knowledge and they should, they should, they should seek the knowledge of, of that not validates us, but that not, I guess not normalizing either, but like, it's not our job to teach straight people that we are not these crazy thing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why that kind of spoke to me. But in her defense, I will say this. When it said, if you force feed anything on when you make them hate it, there was a long time where I really resented and hated straight culture, straight people, white culture, white people, because it has been forced on me. I mean, do you see my visceral reaction to Christianity? Yeah. <laughs> it's because it was forced on me. <laughs> but because it is the mo- more popular culture, I feel like only with counterculture is it like, don't force it. We don't want to force it on anyone. But meanwhile, I've been subjected to and forced to um, assimilate to Christian culture my whole life and straight culture my whole life. But you that, know what I mean? Right. So, But that doesn't make it right for you to do it to them. No, I agree. I'm just, all I'm saying is I found a way to manage those feelings. And now I coexist with, uh, I, 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 I see white people and straight people every day and I get along with them really well. I don't. I, don't th- I can't say the last time I saw a straight person. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm filming, uh, right now. So I see, I keep seeing a lot of fucking <laughs> um, another, another part where she got me when I was like, I agree with you was when she was talking about the Dave Chappelle moment. What about it? Oh, when well, she said that, uh, that transgender people aren't, aren't even in the car yeah. and they only get pulled out when they need them. She, I, I think she's. I think she's right. I think that the queer movement leaves leaves trans people behind all the all time. All the time, bitch. And I think she was right about that. She, I mean, yeah. listen. Even though I think she was wild off her keister and like talking like an old ass man, I feel like <laughs> well, and, 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 what, and, her, and by, by her definition, she's she an old ass man. She's she's an old. Ass I'm man. just using her de, her right. words to describe herself. Right. Listen, I'm not mis I'm not misgendering her. She says she's a man. Yeah, she says she's a man. And she, and she gets to be a man. There is nothing that defines what you are, a man. You can have breasts and be a man. You can be born cisgender male. And then have breasts and still call yourself a man. That's that's whatever. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was saying. All of a sudden, now you were saying that about that we that we that the queer movement leaves uh, trans people behind. Oh yeah, the the queer movement leaves. Oh my like, god, what would you do without me? Uh, the uh, the only child. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we we gonna talk about that after this. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah, we will. Oh, um, I think that also I'm thinking about um. What do you think about her saying the nation is becoming overly sensitive? I agree and disagree. I think that, you know, I was like, yes, we are. Because, you know, a lot of comedians feel this. A lot of comedians feel like they can't do and say the same things that they did, which they can't because the culture has changed, society has changed. But I, I, I hate when, I hate feeling like if I go to, so someone's so, uh so like for example I was gonna I was supposed to go to Bunny's uh uh one woman show tonight picking a wig, but um filming went too late so I I missed it but like I couldn't imagine thank God Bunny doesn't censor herself because Bunny's like listen I'm saying my I'm saying my motherfucking jokes bitch but like I, I I couldn't imagine going to someone like Bunny and not hearing like her true not her true self but like her original material that's so goddamn funny you know what I mean. Because they're because they're watering that, it down. I think that people are getting offended, and that's okay. Honestly, if you, I was listening to Trinity Taylor's podcast today, and they were saying some stuff on there that was problematic. I, I thought too. Really? If you, yeah, if you tell a joke and you know it, so Trinity Taylor, let's say Trinity Taylor did, um, oh, she did, uh, where are you, Christmas, as a blind person, and folks were like, that's oh, ableist, and they were, and they were mad at her. Yeah. Here's the thing: 
when she came up with that number, she knew it was offensive. 100%. She did it because she wanted a visceral reaction of doing something that she knew was taboo and that she shouldn't be doing. That is why she did that. You see what I mean? So yeah. when someone has the reaction that you know they're going to have, bitch, why are you shook? Why are you shocked? Instead, just go, well, you know what? That was what I expected. And that was what I was looking for. Why are you hating on my All-Stars 4 sister? That's your sister. You such a hating ass hoe. That's your, that's your best buddy. Her and Megan McCain hanging at your house. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, do you see the fans' comments about the whole Megan McCain thing? What are they saying now? They're like, Monet, love the podcast. You guys talk about some really good stuff, blah, 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 blah. But why can't you just say that you were wrong? I was like, because. I was like, I can't. Well, then just say it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the chance. Say you were wrong. Bob, do you think I was wrong? I'm asking you to say it. No, I'm asking, do you think I was wrong for going on the view? For making her an honorary rude girl. I, but I did not do that. You nodded. You smiled. Also, which, really quick, I want, I want to talk about something really quick because I'm really, I'm really curious about your take on this. I have more notes on Flame, but not many more, though. Okay, let's finish Flame. Okay, I, I was also intrigued by her talking about her getting out of prison because they didn't have any facilities for her i know but that's something that's something to, that i wouldn't think about and the last thing i wrote was this quote this is a quote from charlemagne your hands are like nigga hands but them titties is like sitting right <laughs> i was like they are really trying to dog this bitch on this show i mean but bob she said she gave them she gave she gave them the tools to come at her you know what i mean like you think yeah if if if, if janet mock or laverne cox or Peppermint were on that show. Do you, India Moore, MJ, do you think that they would ever say anything like that to them? Absolutely no, they would. Not. They would not look at Peppermint and be like, you got nigga hands? The girl, first of all, Peppermint would fucking destroy these motherfuckers on this show, okay? Yeah, um, I mean. She gave them the, she she armed them with the tools to, like, degrade her. Attack her. Yeah, yeah attack I agree. Her. It was wild. It was madness. Um, all right, what were you about to, what were you about to say? Uh, oh wait, really quick, really quick. I, speaking about this whole experience, when I was in, did you did you see my stories about about um about um Norfolk? I don't follow you on Instagram. Oh my god, I'm, I'm kidding. What was the story? I didn't, I didn't see it though. What was it? I was in Norfolk, Virginia, with Patty, and we had finished the event for the. Oh no, I did see it. I commented on it. Oh, um, I didn't see that. Yeah, I commented because those guys said, uh, "What's up, bro." Yeah, I was like, you like like those, and so it's me and Patty. If, if for those who don't know, Patty used to assist Peppermint, and as soon as it happened, like in my mind when it happened, it registered. I was like, oh my god, these are such assholes. But again, growing up in New York City and being a very gay, I've always been very gay all my life. I I always walk with a switch. I was always a very flaming, faggy kind of looking person. So like I'm used to, I'm so used to hearing snide comments about my feminine about my femininity and my and like literally my entire life so they said it it went in one ear not the other but patty was like you know you know little patty patty is like is like a the little angry emoji thing from uh from um, inside out patty just yeah you, you just give patty an inkling of reason to be angry he gets flaming so he was like oh my god all i can think of what if it was me and peppermint and like they like deliberately try to like misgender peppermint you know what i mean yeah it's shady it's so gross and it's so shady. But somebody, I posted this. Um, I, well, I sent it to some friends because I was so irritated by it. So I, I posted that whole thing, and some fool comes up in my DMs and says, "Please don't, please don't teach the victims." Uh, oh no, no, there's something. Oh, oh I, I, it's not that one. But anyway, somebody was basically in my DMs like, "Monet, oh wow, they called you bro. Like, what are you offended by? You, you, you still identify as male, like." I'm so sick of people. Basically, I'm so sick of people trying to find problems that don't exist. I'm like, you. No, they were tra- they were trying to dog you. Oh yeah, they were absolutely trying to dog me, and they knew what they were doing. And again, I said it wasn't about me. It's about thinking about all trans people who probably go through this all the time, where they're just trying to live their most authentic lives as um, a trans man, trans woman, whatever it is, and people deliberately uh, 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 misgendering them to upset them. You know what I mean? And especially even in the black outside community. of it, outside of any of that, they were trying to dog you intentionally yeah. uh-huh. that was their plan was to dog you it wasn't just to be like oh hey bro what's up it was like oh this person is presenting femininely and i would like to bro them mm-hmm. so therefore i will take the opportunity to call them bro and they went in and said hey bro what's up and that's somebody, what probably what it was and somebody was like oh you just you just had to say that they were black huh i'm like it's what it is what it was there were three black dudes like i don't i'm not making it up and like being so, I like I know how 
how black men view femininity as being a black man and growing up with a lot of black uncles and dads and shit like that. So it's what I fucking identify with. Girl, WWMM, wait, WWMC, wait. Yuki, oh my, what would, yes, what would Flame Monroe do? No, WWMC, do. Oh my what God, Bob, McCain do? what are you trying to I was trying to say what would Megan McCain do, but I couldn't figure it out. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, I was saying that. <laughs> oh, speaking of Megan McCain, um, I was. We can I, we cannot keep talking about Megan. She cannot. She's a permanent guest at this point. No, I just. No, it's, it's not about Megan McCain. I'm sorry. Sorry, I don't know why I just said that. But like, what to you is there a point that activism or, or allyship is canceled? What do you mean? Like, if you have been an ally all your life and you've done things for Black folk, for Black people, and like. And like you got awards for 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 your allyship for Black people, and you got an NAACP award. I'm oh, like, when you do something anti-Black, like doing or not, or or you're associated with something that could possibly harm Black people, are you no longer a Black ally? I don't. I really agree don't know that. the answer. I, I, I don't think. I don't think you are. I I don't think that anyone can be a perfect ally. I don't think that we should have people aspire to sainthood where they don't do wrong things. Um, I think that if you do something problematic, then that thing is that thing. But it does not negate anything that you've done that's necessarily good. I don't think so. Well, that was, that, that, I promise the last thing I'm going to talk about it because, you know, this is plague my, my existence. You know, this is your best fucking friend. We cannot <laughs> Bob, even stop have a discussion. Stop saying that because, you know, when you say that, they, that's all they hear. They're like, yeah. They know. Bob, they, they, they know they the truth. <laughs> Honorary Rue Girl. Like, you know, how she uh, she's gotten, she got a GLAAD award for, me, for her allyship. She uh, she got a Harvey Milk Foundation award for being an ally. And Harvey Milk is not just handing out awards like fucking Tic Tacs. You know what I mean? Like, you have to work to get that award. I got, like, four of them. <laughs> she was part of the No Hate campaign against Prop 8. She was she was for gay adoption and gay marriage way before fucking Obama was. You know what I mean? So I'm Let me like, talk about... Okay, this is, my, this is my last thing about the Meghan McCain thing. Okay. From what the fans seem to be saying, it sounds like they're saying... Meghan McCain's husband is homophobic and transphobic. So therefore, Meghan McCain must be those things too. Right. Because her husband is those things. Now, I have not been following the Meghan McCain thing very closely, but most of the stuff I've been seeing is like, but her husband, her husband, her husband. Mm-hmm. I do not think you are the sum of your husband or your partner or your spouse. That's so misogynistic, the is it not? Am I crazy? It is misogynistic. I agree with you. It is the people did it to Hillary. With Bill Clinton, Bill. and now they're doing it to Meghan McCain with whatever the fuck his name is, whoever he is. I don't even I don't know, know, know his name. He's a fucking dickhole. Yes, I agree. He's a fucking shitbag. However, um, I, I think people also respond to the fact that she is Republican and she votes against the interests of queer people. I, you can't expect everyone to be perfect at everything. Um, for example, you have people like Flame Monroe. Who everything she said wasn't crazy. I don't think. I don't think. I said it before. I said it again. Even a broken clock is right two times a day. I can't. You can't expect someone to be wrong about everything. True. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I just think that on the view, Meghan McCain is viewed through the lens of being conservative, and that is how people see her. Yeah. So therefore, before they see anything else, they see her as anti-queer. Um, sure. All right. Done. All right. We should do questions. Done. Questions. How many do we have? A lot of questions. I'm very intrigued. Well, we have a lot. We have 44. We're gonna have to sift through. Well, you didn't share them with me, so how am I supposed to know? It's on the Patreon, which you have full access to. You have the password and everything. Well, you first of all, don't act. Bob just gave me the password and stuff because he's shady. So don't act. I did, Monet. You and I got it at the same time. When we did the switchover, we all got the Patreon password. So, oh, yeah, dear fans, you're right, you're right, just like right, she lied right. about Megan McCain, she lied about this. Um, <laughs> I filmed um, a scissor reel for this thing for a network, which I can't talk about yet, with um, two other drag queens. And one of them we Great were talking story. about. One of them we were talking about um, who has ever eaten dog food. And one of the girls willingly ate dog food just to see what it tastes like. Would you ever do that? I've eaten dog food before and I ate. Um, what um, the fuck? And I ate a horse treat recently too. Oh my God. You're ridiculous. I can't. It's, do it's edible as food. Bob, it's. Animal food. But animals mostly eat the same thing we eat. Mostly. Oh I didn't die from it. You'll eat ass, but you won't eat a fucking dog treat. Okay, nice. 
<laughs> You're going to put an ass in your mouth and swallow a couple of babies, but you won't eat a little dog biscuit. All right, <laughs> Can you stop putting my fucking business in the streets, nigga? Everybody know you eat ass. We don't smell your breath. Um, <laughs> are you ready to go over uh, these questions? Are you, are, you, are you tapped into the Pentagon? I, I'm almost there, but give me a second. Why are you, what are you rushing me for? Because, money, I don't want to make my job harder edit. You should edit this episode. I edit the last one. You do this one. Deal? Well, I also... Okay, don't act, because I fully agreed to do it, and you were like, no, I want to do it. So I was like, okay. I didn't trust you. I didn't trust you. <laughs> all right, let's go down the line. Okay, we can't read all of them. Oh, 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 oh. There's one thing I need to send you. This one guy wants us to rate his dick pic oh. and use his Instagram... Like, use his handle. Oh, my God. He sent it to you through Patreon? He sent it to me. No, he sent it to me through um, Instagram. And I said, do you want me to use your handle? And he said, yes, please. Oh, have you seen the dick? Yeah, I've seen it. I am sending it to you. There are, um, please let this be you. You ever sent something dirty and thought, thought what if I sent this to the wrong person? Oh, my God. This is not a good dick. Monet, oh my God! Well, let's. Well, we gotta talk about it as a group first. In the group? No, as a group. Like, wait till I, I have three pictures. I have two pictures and a video to send you. Is this someone sucking his dick, or is this him? Yeah. It looks like someone blowing him. And the last one is a video. All right. So his Instagram handle is. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. He t- he told me to use his handle. I am just going. I'm just. <laughs> this seems. This I. Can- this seems so, I, I'm like sweating. This seems, I feel very uncomfortable with this conversation. I said, do you want me to include your Instagram? And he goes, that would be lovely. Thanks, fam. Oh, my. So, Monet and I will rate your nudes. <laughs> Just send us your nudes and let us use your handle. His name is DariusMills91 on Instagram. All right. So, we. how do you feel about this penis, Monet? I feel like, okay, it is a... A large the head. The head yeah, is large. It is definitely a mushroom head. Like, I mean, it, and the shaft does not look skinny, but I think the head is just really big, right? Yeah, the head is very big, and it's a very, it's very curved. Yeah, and it's it's thick and it's curved, and he has a like a coming video. This is a vo- this, listen. Oh, this is I. This is I cannot with this guy. My boyfriend's mom listens to this podcast. Does she really? <laughs> yes, she does. Um, the dick, the, the um, uh, 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 the penis is two toned, which I'm guessing happened from if he got circumcised later on in life. That's or maybe happen. just dicks, dicks be different colors sometimes. No, but this happens a lot if you get circumcised later on. All right, well, Darius, can you please confirm whether or not you've been circumcised later in life? All right, let's move on. Um, wh- let's get to our other questions. <laughs> Money, he asked us to do it. <laughs> um, oh, now gonna- she's modest. I was not modest, but okay, whatever. I this is the same queen that tells a fisting story on stage. Work. <laughs> when ever since she, can I just say, ever since you started hanging out with Megan McCain, you've been very conservative. <laughs> <laughs> can I just tell you, I told that fisting story in Australia, and there was an 11 year old kid standing in the front row with his mom. And at the end of the story, when I get to the punchline, and everyone in the audience is like, oh, my God. He's like, he puts his right finger up. He wags it, and he's like, yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck do you know about fisting, girl? Well, you don't know. Girl, they're getting crazy down under. <laughs> I mean, we haven't answered any questions. If okay. there was a if there was a do-over runway that you were um, participating in, what looks would you choose? Oh, if I could do-over, I would definitely do-over Denim and Diamonds. And um, I would... Yeah, I would do over Denim and Diamonds. What would you do different this time? Like, what was wrong with your look oh, last time? Oh, it was ill-fitting. You know you know who made it? Uh, Christopher Haynes. I'm going to say her yep. name. Damn, you dragging him. Damn, well, say her he name. Made it and he, um, he, like, stressed me out the entire... I told him, like, literally when I first got the assignment, we talked about it, and he waited till the night before to try to finish it, and he didn't finish it. He made... I had to, like, f- kind of finagle it in the workroom to make it look decent, but he really fucked me over. There's this, this really dope inspiration, which I'll post on my Instagram story, that which I would kind of recreate and try to make it my own, but it's a really dope one I've seen before. Yeah, I mean, Chris Hayne was the only person to make me anything for Drag Race. Most of my stuff I had myself, and Chris Hayne made my um, neon look. And that was good. He turned that out. Yeah, he did a really good job. Um, if I could redo one look, I would probably want to redo my uh, 
No, my fi- I look great on the finale. I mean, I mean the final episode. I knew you hated. Oh, the that. final runway. I mean, yeah. I kind of did redo my final runway. If you see my tuxedo dress that I wore, um, oh yeah, to the premiere was that that but is you essentially hated that redo. It. There's one look. On my the final show runway that I really regret. Yeah, I did not love the final run. I also didn't like my robot look. I would, I, which I've also redone them both. I redid the robot look when I redid when I launched my uh, purse first purse launch. Let's if you go online it. and look at my purses, so I, I, I've already redone them both. Work. What's your okay? This is from Anthony Cotton. What's your favorite Beyonce song and why? Oh, my favorite Beyonce song is um. Oh my god, that's a hard question, Roberta. Let me just do, put in my items really quick, Beyonce. Can I tell you mine? What's yours? Uh, my favorite Beyonce song is either Get Me Bodied or One Plus One. Like, if I'm trying to, like, like shower and, like, feel my... Like, I used to shower and listen to really sad music at the end of gigs. It just made me feel so soothed. I would just be so soothed in my shower, watching off my drag, listening to the saddest music. And oh, One Plus so One was so great. And um, I... But if it's not if it's not the sad moment, I like Get Me Bodied. Bob, you're so fucking weird. Why? Not sad music. Not, not, not going through a whole emotional experience in the show. Oh, and I mean sad ass music, girl. <laughs> um, I really like um All Night from Lemonade. A we be all night. Yeah, that's a great one. No, that's love. not that that's not that song. That's drunken love. All night is from Lemonade. It's a slow song. Oh, well, you don't, even, you don't even know Beyonce. Oh my God. I'm not. I I like Beyonce, but I'm not a huge, huge. I'm not like a crazy fan. So our, our, like our podcast people. just got canceled. Right. Our podcast just got canceled. The Beehive is about to fuck us up, girl. Um. Oh, this is a good one from Eric. What are your thoughts on the Tyra Sanchez apology? Eric, who we got for? Oh, just oh, just one name. <laughs> yeah, just Eric. Um. What did your What are your thoughts on the Tyra Sanchez apology letter? Okay, I think that people can change over time. I think that Tyra was very young on Drag Race. I think Tyra was bullied for a very long time since season two of RuPaul's Drag Race. That was probably very hard to deal with. She took a step away from drag and a step away from the RuPaul's Drag Race machine. And she probably learned a lot about herself and was like, I don't like the way I came off. And her apology is probably genuine. And I think if it, if it is, good for her. Okay, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think that... Um, also, Tyra was, she was also super young when she won. And, you know, it was just different to deal with back there, I guess. And I think, again, I, I agree. I think, that, I think that people can't change. I think that we should give her another shot. Because, you know, remember when people were like calling, they were like, Rue needs to take her crown away and we need to give it to Raven. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, Tyra's done some crazy stuff. She released that she whole. She did. Do you remember that whole spoken word album she did on. It's on, if you don't know this, Tyra Sanchez no. has an entire spoken word album available on Spotify. You not heard this? No. It's a, I think you're in it. Like I'm she dogs it. everybody. She like just making fun of all the Drag Race girls, making fun of Morgan, making fun of uh, Naomi Smalls. Are you? She was in like, it? I beat. She's like, I, Raven lost twice, three times if you include when she got beat by Bob the Drag Queen through Naomi Smalls. I was like, this is insane. Work. So Tyra. Tyra has done a she Tyra has done a lot of inflammatory stuff, but in her defense, she has been dogged by the fans for what I think almost ten years at this point. I'd be mad too. Okay, not not mad enough to release a fucking to to put up say that you're gonna bomb Dragon. That's excessive. That more than likely I would not be that mad, but I've also never been in her situation. I have a good question. What's one? This is from Michael. What's the habit the other one has that uh, that you just find ridiculous? What's that habit? That the other one has that you just find ridiculous. Oh, I have I have many, but I'll choose one. Um, when the way that Bob fucking chews gum is the most annoying thing I've ever experienced in my life. You have never told me this, Bob. Everyone tells you that you chew gum ridiculously. I, Bob I, will I, take I, a piece of gum and Bob will uh, that will smack you will chew it and smack it with your mouth open until every ounce of flavor is gone. And then when when you spit it out, then get another piece and start all over again. Yeah, I like gum. But and I will not be to, shamed. you don't have to chew it like... You know you do that. You know you chew gum loud. I feel like I chew gum like a normal person. No, you did not. Bob, all your friends... All your friends tell you this. What are you talking about? You chew like a regular person. Okay, can I say the thing that Monet does? Monet, um, when Monet, Monet will not say she's wrong, and that drives me insane. 
One time, Monet called me, accused me of losing her shoes, giving them away to someone else, uh, selling them on eBay, um, dragging them through the mud. And then Monet found the shoes in her home and never told me. I saw her walking past me with the shoes like I wouldn't fucking recognize. Which, by the way, they're my shoes. You gave them to me. Give me back my fucking shoes. And then, instead of being like, Monet, can you just say you were wrong? And Monet was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that shit drives me insane. Also, Bob, you literally, Bob has the the memory of a fucking elephant. This bitch does not forget. Well, you know, y'all feel like you have selective memory. You be you be choosing shit to forget, but for the for the most part, you don't ever forget anything. But it's not that you be acting acting brand new, like you don't even remember. Well, anything. I well, I'm not forgetting this incident. I'll tell you that, honey. <laughs> if you could, here's swap- a question. Oh, oh. go ahead. Coco Galkins, Bob, why don't you answer your mother's calls? I love that she got Instagram for the first time in ages, just to shame her children. I talk to my mom more than almost anyone I know. Okay, let me just say that. The only person I know in my friend group that talks to their mom more than me is Nick Smith, who calls his mom every day on the way to work and every day on the way from work. That is I, crazy. I talk to my mom almost five times a week. Jacob is sitting here. He can confirm this. I talk to her all the time. One day, my mom called me and I didn't answer right away. And then she came on Instagram and made a video being like, my sons don't never answer my calls. But by the time she posted it, I had already called her back. It probably just took her 45 minutes to figure out how to post the video on Instagram. <laughs> um I have a, this is one from Gabrielle Lofthouse. So people ask this question all the time, actually. Hey, I know y'all are siblings now, but was there any point when you two thought of each other, were cute, got close looking up? I think I, I think Bob is very handsome, but we've never had a hooking up. Uh, we're not we're, we're not those friends. We've always been friends, and then and then I let him be my best friend. Yeah, we never had sexual tension, but I also have a lot of really. It's really interesting because there was a point in my life where I thought, if you're cute, I want to have sex with you. But I have lots of friends who are conventionally attractive, but I just for some like for some like all, everyone gags over Mateo, and Mateo is I mean Mateo is really pretty. Oh, Mateo um, is very hot. His body, everything. He's also a white man. Of course, gonna gag over him, girl. But but I never, I don't know. It just never, it just never happened for me. And same with Alfredo. People go gag over Alfredo. People love you. You're very handsome. All of you are good looking. But it just never. Also, you guys don't look vegan, and you know all that stuff that I'm into. Oh God. Um. Uh, you also. Uh. What was I gonna say? Damn. You just made me lose my my thought about that last comment. Oh. With how handsome you. I am. <sighs> I was going through Mateo. I, I, Mateo's always posting naked pictures. And I was like, Mateo's body is insane. Oh, I've watched the transform. Bitch, type in Mateo Lane on on um, YouTube and look at an old video of him from Insta, from uh, Caroline's. Oh, he was skinny. Like, I can... Mateo is, has a very... Mateo probably has one... Of, out of all the people I know personally, I think he has literally the best body. Oh, it's crazy. Well, when you first met me, I was pretty fierce. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> have you ever fancied the same guy? Love from Gabrielle Lofthouse from England. No, we have very different tastes. No, we've thought the same that guys were cute before. I like, mean, we thought. I, I, I think they mean more. People think people are cute all the time. I think they mean like more like actually like like boom 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 cacao. No, I mean I like short no. guys. Monet likes tall. I, mean, I like tall guys too. But Monet likes like I really like short guys. And Monet like exclusively does not like them because she's hateful. I just don't like short dudes. It's just can I can I have that? Can I? What's what is your? I I, I have no desire to take that from you. That is your that is your narrative. You are free to feel that way. Reagan wants to know if we're going to come to South Africa. South Africa. Oh uh, yeah, you know what? I was supposed to come in. Uh, October and then something happened and then we moved it and blah blah blah. I am definitely coming in 2020 though. Maybe Bob and I can come together. Can I keep it real? What? I got invited to South Africa. But yeah, and I looked, we, got, we got invited by the same promoters. But you, Bob, and I looked at go. the flight and it is 19 hours. And I was like, I just don't want to fly coach to on 19 hours. I just don't want to. So if you guys give me a first class flight, I'll go. That's how it feels when I go to Australia. I was like, if you give me a first class flight, I'll go. Oh yeah, when they were like. So they were like, we can't. And then I looked. So I looked at a first class flight to Australia is like, I think, $2,300 to $5,000. Do you know how much a first class flight to South Africa is? Well, how much? 
It is $19,000. No, it's not. Ab-so-fucking-lutely. 19,000, so, like one nine zero zero zero. Don't forget the comma. Yes, girl. So they were like, Whoa. no, we can't do it. I didn't realize that a fight was that much money. And then the the deal fell to shit. But I was just like, I honestly, it's just when you get all the way to the other side and then you have to do a show and then you have to be perky and you have to look in people's faces and you're so tired. You are so tired because I'm still on New York City time. So when I land in when I land in Australia to do a show where we are 12 hours ahead, when the show is nine at night, it's nine in the morning for me. You know what I mean? I don't feel that way. Um, I don't. I don't ever really get jet lag. The only time I've gotten jet lag in all of my drag race traveling was at the very beginning when I started traveling a lot, and then um, for some reason, and then it was like literally the first two trips. The first like long two trips, I was like, "Whoa, this is weird." Like my first trip to London, blah blah blah, and then after that was fine. And then th- recently, this past time. When I went to Australia, I got jet lag for some reason. I was like, I have not gotten jet lag in so long. Because also, I've been to Australia literally four times in the past year, and I never got jet lag. I said this last time. You are Australian. I know. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to be there in two months again. I You're going back? Why? I'm doing uh, the, the last leg of the Asia Australia Work the World. You might as well become a kangaroo. Um, <laughs> Michael De La Cruz wants to know how do you how does one start doing drag? Like, do you just show up at a gay bar and ask for a spot? Honestly, yes. <laughs> like, like yeah. Every every town has a competition. You find the competition and you do it. Yeah, yeah. That's how. And I, then, yeah, and, I, do, I do competitions first, and then and then get to know other queens and um, make friends with them. That's how I, I started doing drag. And then when they're like out of town, then when you're good enough and like the bars see you a lot, they'll give you a chance to maybe host a night or co-host, and then co-hosting becomes your solos. Well, honestly, that's more of a New York thing, to be honest. Like to like start doing your own shit. That's more of a New York thing. They don't. That doesn't happen in lots of other cities where you have girls hosting. But you could join a cast in in other cities though. Right, a cast of girls. Right. I, I honestly, I love that New York doesn't do that shit. I fucking love it. And we have a few cast shows, but like two, and there's they're both only at the same one. No, there's shows and there's Queen. Oh, right, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So, okay, whatever. Yeah, right again. Don't try to edit that out either. Um, <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve at a drag show? Mine is not to me the performance, especially if it's a free show and there was no cover charge to get in. No excuse. That's Edward. Okay, but sometimes you show up and you forget and you forgot to the. Oh, like, oh my God, I didn't bring any money. Oh, shit. I know. Well, go to an ATM, bitch. Yeah, you won drag also, race. You got. You, you got, have to go you to the ATM, the then go to the bar. It's so much. Anyway, my biggest pet peeve is someone who's trying to tip, but they like keep jerking the dollar back. I know that's so irritating. Like, like, bitch, give me my money. Sit the fuck down. I got shit to do. You're not part of my number. Or when someone gives you ten dollars one at a time, I'm like, you just spent ten dollars to buy a minute of my song. No. <laughs> oh, I would. I when they do that, I will. When I see it, I will gr- cr- crunch and grab the whole thing. And take and make a joke out of it. I have, here's a question for me. Um, any plans for another comedy special? I love suspiciously large women. Funny you should ask. I we I already filmed my uh, second comedy special. Uh, I'm actually toying with names. Can I tell you the idea for my for my, for my show? Oh yeah. I want to call it because I talk about my mom a lot in this one. I want to call it Two Martha. Thanks for everything, Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, that's like a two Wong Fu moment. No, I was thinking like um, James and the Giant Peach. Yes, like two Wong Fu moment. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. Wait, like James? Yes, Peach? yes, it's like Tu Wong Fu. That was the idea. Did you do that in James and the Dying Peach? I don't remember that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, can I just tell you? And it really pains me to say. Well, what do you think about the name? Oh, I think that the name is. Oh, uh, 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 to Martha. I think it's cute. I feel like you can be more creative. I don't think you need. I feel like you're such a creative person. I feel like there's a better one in there. I just think that it's cute in this moment. Anyway, I'll figure it out. I think it's cute, but um, I just feel like knowing you, 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 there's some weird, quirky thing you're gonna come up. With. Oh my god, that's so funny. That calling it to Martha that doesn't speak to me, or, or like the whole Tuong Fu thing doesn't speak to me. Um, it pains me to say this, <clears throat> but I was at the taping of your special, and it was honestly really funny. I feel like it's funnier than the thing, especially large woman. No, it is. It, it is funnier. I mean, honestly, it was great. I did. It was much better than Sweet Large Woman. I was a little bit upset about Suspicious with Large Woman and how it turned out, only because I, 
when you be planning shit, stuff sneak up on you. <laughs> okay, let me yeah. just put it that way. And I was really proud of this. It snuck up on me too, but this was like I felt like I was on fire. I was I was it in was my really element. I was in a funny. I was in a the most famous comedy club in America. It felt really amazing. Also, you did my favorite thing in a comedy special, which honestly to me, it just really elevates a comedy special to me. It just really just sends it home for me. A callback. What? Oh, a call. I mean, I love a good callback. Oh, um, it was. It was so, and I did not see that one coming at all. Well, you you all have to tune in to see it. Watch two Martha or whatever the hell I call it. <laughs> Let's each do one more. Um, what drag queen that you okay, met? It's would my you... turn. You you have you cannot keep on going in a row. I get to. Oh ask my questions too. god! Oh my god! You guys see what I have to deal with? Um. Oh, I see Darius Mills. There he goes. I just see his question now. Um, uh, 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 Bitch, you ain't even ready. See? So ready to go. You go. I'll find one. This is my last one. What's a dream project for both of you guys? Guys, oh my goodness. Um, I think that for me... I think you meant like individually speaking, but I have a dream project that I want to do for me and Monet. I want to I want to write a sibling rivalry movie, and I would like for the movie to be um, about me and Monet um, coming home, and there was a funeral. Our mother passed away, and we were fighting over the um, the estate. And I want one of us to play the really classy and bougie, like a a, a woman who you know. It has a great job and is married and has kids. And I want other than to be a hood ass bitch uh, on, with, with an ankle bracelet. You know what I mean? I want an ankle a monitor. Um, but I just thought that'd be a really funny movie. I think that would be cute too. You, you, also, you also want to do um, the joint album, like uh, Outcast moment. I do. And I've been writing. Uh, me too, honey. Yeah, I know you've been secretly going to the studio without telling me. Oh my God. I don't have to tell you everything I do, Bob. You little, yeah, you got that. You got that right about that. But I bet Megan McCain now. All right, what's your um? <laughs> what's, your, what's your last one? Oh my god, I didn't realize that. that um, I didn't realize that that um, Bimpe, our girl, is a Patreon. Oh, is she? Word. Yes, she had a question. Bimpe. Also, I love. last thing, happy birthday! It's RuPaul's birthday today. Not oh, by yeah, the time RuPaul, y'all hear this, but RuPaul's birthday is today. Um, Bob and I love Bimpe because when because she always brings lovely. Very black, very African gifts. The the um she gave when we did the Club Kids tour, the comedy one. She gave me, oh no, she for my sorry for my she came to call me by Monet and she gave me um an African uh, a, a clutch an African print and I still use I use it every day. It's it, it's in my Gucci bag as my little bag. I have yeah you I have one too. With did yours come with a fan as well? Yes. Yeah, I love She's that. So I she love gives that. Really good gift. Uh, okay, Bimpe. Um, and Denusi says, if you were on the show My Strange Addiction, what would your episode be about? Hmm. Well, on My Strange Addiction? I don't know mine. I know what Bob's is. Bob has this weird addiction. He puts the strangest things in his fucking fanny pack, and it is so bizarre to me. Okay, no, 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 no. We need to you're, talk about this real quick. To, First of all. You're addicted to putting weird shit in your fanny pack. Okay, it's not weird. Monet made fun of me because I had a fork in my fanny pack. <laughs> I want to point out that on that tour, Monet needed my fork one time. David Charpentier, our manager, needed our fork one time. And I also needed it several times. So it's not weird. It is very okay. useful. You okay. use my fork. Bob, in that same bag with your with your, with the fork that you're giving people to fucking use, you have everything else under the sun. That is weird to just have a metal fork in your goddamn bag. That is weird. The fork is in a piece of paper towel sometimes, and if it's not, you just wash it. With fucking dust and fucking kibbles and bits all over it. Can y'all please... Okay, first of all, there's no yeah. dust in my fanny pack. Do you even know how dust works? Dust um, is yes, mostly... Dust is everywhere, Bob. No, no, works. it's not. Dust is mostly oh, human skin. So dust God. is not in any place where, like... For example, if there's a room where no one's in it for years, there will be no dust because there's no skin. Dust is skin. That's Are you not talking? true. That, that is not Google. true. Google. Use Google. That is Bob, you never been in, like, an old haunted house where there's dust on everything? Ain't nobody yeah, in there? No, because that's from the people who were there. I'm telling you, Monet, dust is from, it's not just from human skin. It's also but from, like, that, pets, but that, animals. That doesn't make any sense. Your logic doesn't make any sense because dust is... It's not my logic. Fun. It's science. 
No. A- anyway, okay, well, dust, lint, whatever it is. But you have fucking glue sticks in there. You have your fucking phone charger. You have fucking toothpicks. You have floss. You have, like, a tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Bob has... <laughs> You have a metal fork wrapped in tissue with lint and fucking dust and shit. You have a fucking phone charger in it. You have your toothbrush. You have your wallet. You have your phone charger. It is it is the weirdest assortment of random shit in a fucking fanny pack. It's and not. It's in, my, in my fanny pack, let me see what's in my fanny pack right now, which I there, I also am carrying a purse right now. So I'm torn, between my purse and my fanny pack, I only have the fanny pack. I have lip balm. I have a, char- a portable charger. I have a toothbrush. I have toothpaste. <laughs> I have uh, Canadian money, my passport, and my keys. Money! Bob, you have money circulating in your fucking bag with all of this stuff. That's weird, Bob. Do you, do you know how you, dirty money is? Oh, my God. Money, well, let me tell you right now. I have had no problems, okay? Yeah, because you got all your, the, 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 the fucking, the fucking, with, with your toothbrush and all your fucking currency. You, with, with your degrees? You think you everything? <laughs> Since you got your degrees? <laughs> What's your strange addiction then, since, since I'm the weird one? I don't know what my strange addiction is. What do you think my Okay, I think is? your strange addiction is probably um, Monet is, like, obsessed with, like, Monet in these cups of ice. Monet will get a an ice-cold beverage from the depths of Antarctica <laughs> that is a step away from being frozen, but she cannot drink it unless she, I need some ice. I just love ice. I love crunching on ice. So then Monet is this hood-ass bitch from New York City <laughs> with a with that clear cup of ice that you get sold 50 cent, which is high-the-fuck-way robbery. Um, Monet has a weird ice addiction. <laughs> It's not a weird addiction. I like ice. I like cold shit. You know, you know when you when you get fucking shit in the UK and they you get a fucking beverage, they literally get a shaving of ice and put it in your cup and be like, it's cold. I'm like, no, that's not how fucking ice works, bitch. Girl, the UK's all fucked up. They don't like nothing. They don't like they love stairs, tiny, tiny doors, doors no ice. Doors on doors on doors. And the food is just I'm gonna say it right now. And if you listen from the UK, y'all food nasty. I, not, it's not nasty, but it's, it's nasty. I said it. It's nasty. Have have you have you ever had um su- Sunday 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 pudding or something like that? Kim took me. It's like a thing in the UK where on Sundays. Yeah, I heard at, about it. I ain't go at all the br- uh, all the bars. They do like Sunday. I heard brunch. about it. I heard all about it. Kim and I went. I, and Kim, you know you know Kim is obsessed with food. How could you tell? <laughs> oh my god! That what is, Monet? What are you saying? Uh, <laughs> Bob what are you insinuating? Where he says something shady and he that I I'm the crazy one. Like Monet, what? Monet, I've never seen you like this. <laughs> Monet, was, I think yeah. we are we are over an hour. We got to wrap it up at this point. You don't you don't you don't tell me. Well, really quick, last thing I want to talk about is your little only child thing. Okay, so what about only child? What, what y'all don't know, Bob, on the last episode of the podcast, he edited it all out. Bob got hot, girl. And no, I, know I, Bob I, for, I know Bob for a very long time, and I know when Bob is really irritated and he gets upset, but he tried to play it off and blah, 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 blah. I, I was not Bob trying to play it off. I was very irritated with you, but I edited <laughs> out because I edited out because there, Monet, for almost, I will, if you guys want, if you guys light up our thing, maybe I'll post on Patreon only. On the Patreon part of us only, literally yeah. just. Just arguing about the fucking thing. Monet, it was almost three minutes of unintelligible yelling. And I was like, this, the fans don't want this. So if you, th- if you guys really want to see or hear me and Monet talking over each other, me, Monet, Jacob, and Nick all simultaneously talking about that, then yes, I'll include it. But what I did was I included just enough that the fans could see that we had a discussion about it. <laughs> well, also, because you, you invited 18 people to our podcast, so instead of the two of us, it's 19 people trying to talk. I'm like, Nick... I, okay, Monet's... Okay, Monet's... I did not invite 18 people. I invited Nick over because Nick knew more about... Um, the uh the the Shane thing. Shane Dawson thing that we did, and then at one point Jacob was like, "I have a question." So Monet <laughs> will create a narrative where there were nineteen people, and yeah yeah yeah, and, and I was also mad at Monet because her and Mitch came over late, and I was mad. Bob, okay, first of all, you come to things late too. Monet, that's not how life works. 
But he did it first. Okay, but I was, and also, also, let's say this, because because you, what you're not gonna do is 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 make some shit up. I told you I was filming at Bill that day, and I said. You were like, what time should we meet? And we really said 9 o'clock. Then we pushed it. Then the day before, we are like, let's meet at 8 o'clock to meet with Mitch. And I was like, I'm going to try, but I'm, I'm filming until about 7.30. So I'm going to be late. So you knew, you knew that beforehand. So don't try okay, to I'm so glad you brought this up because it is 2019 and we always have a paper trail going everywhere. You cannot make up any things that are not facts. So let me just scroll <laughs> back into our conversation so I can see exactly what was popping since you claiming up and down that uh, you... Black folk, okay. Black folk love adding levels. You swear up and down that you... <laughs> you you read me left, right, up and down. I'm coming from the back to the front. <laughs> Monet said... Um, Monet wrote me earlier and said, we're going to do it at, at uh, 8 o'clock. I said, okay. And then Monet, later that day at 6 o'clock, said, I'll come, I'm will come. i almost home. I'll be at your house by 8.30. We did not agree. I never said, cool, got it. Okay, what happened but was you we, knew I was filming, Bob. But you said 8 o'clock. You said 8 o'clock. And you and, both, you and Mitch both shimmied in. Well, because you together said, skipping with Mitch with his coffee, because <laughs> you said we needed to do it before the thing. I was like, okay, unlike you, I don't just say no. I try to accommodate people. I don't just say no to say no. And then me, you, and Mitch took forever. And then you and me and Patty took forever. And then I was like, God damn, we got this to do this shit now. But anyway, long story short, we did it. I'm proud of us. We were releasing two episodes back to back. We're great. <laughs> don't be kick 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 kicking. So anyway, my my what I want to say is I still think we should do Only Child. My idea is we can even do them indiv- we can even do them either individually or we can each do an Only Child and make it one episode, but we don't have to actually be together. It gives us an opportunity to create stuff when we're not together, which is so frequently. We've been really good about doing this. I cannot believe we've done this two to two weeks in a row. This I'm shook. Well, I believe in us. I don't know what I don't know what you fucking will, but I believe in us. So that's I believe in the past. <laughs> oh God! My mom must be started. You can always believe in people to do what they've always done. Um. All right. I love you very, very much. I feel very strongly about you too, Bob. To all right, bitch. Bye. Wait, wait. What? No, don't say bitch bye like that. That's so rude. I'm oh, sorry. All right. What's up, bro? <laughs> oh my God. Goodbye. <laughs>